0: Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice and I had the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today I'm excited to have Paul with us. Hello Paul. Hello, oh, thank you John. Uh, thank you for taking the time to do this. I know life gets busy.
1: it does especially when it's sunny in Newcastle we're not used to it so we want to get outside as much as we can
0: right let's let's see if we can get you out in the sun as quickly as possible so tell us about your business what do you do
1: Um, well um, I'm I'm lucky enough um, to be the most non-digital digital digital owner in the UK today excellent Um, five and a half years ago the gauntlet went down and people who know me know it better than to challenge me they said you're very, very non-digital, true, so we want to invest in a business where you and your lovely uh, wife, Alison, who's got previous experience with the Oracle, uh, so she's very customer service and digitally orientated. We feel that you'd be ideal to attack the web chat market in the UK, especially as web chat is the go-to for many, many, many people, especially the younger generation, when they want information, they will go on Google, they go on a website, they look for a chat box, they get the answers quickly, and we think this would be uh, an industry for you to go into. And I thought, no. Um, <laughs> but so it's proven. So it's been quite a challenge um, to re-educate yourself uh, at age fifty-five into a whole new world, uh, where I was the uh, the new money of Titanic
0: wow fabulous uh so we'll come back to that because i think chat is very important but Mm -hmm. when it's done
1: right it's fabulous but it's also done wrong a lot i find yeah yeah it is i mean we haven't got you should never say this because my father always taught me always respect your competitors
0: yes but we haven't
1: got many quality competitors based in the uk and most uk businesses seem to prefer uk-based businesses for a plethora of reasons that I'm sure with the uh, people listening can work out for themselves. Excellent. Uh, before we get into all of that, what I love to
0: hear is people's journeys, their story of how they got to. You shared the tiny bit with us there. Are you happy to share okay. a little bit
1: more? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm very proud northeast of England uh, person. Um, uh, grammar school, uh, apprenticeship, um, and then the wheels came off. And, um, it wasn't happening the way it should have done so I I did what a lot of people did I went in the British Army there's more people join the British Army where I did in Middlesbrough than anywhere in the world so the way that it says it sought you out it certainly did and uh, found myself in Ireland and all over the place and uh, it really helped me it was only five years uh, but it was enough to put me on the straight and narrow So when I came out, 18 years financial services career, um, and I'm a dad, I'm a granddad, but a lovely dog, fanatical football supporter and player, despite my age. Um, So I I love life and I love people, but I was always looking for that challenge to do something someone hadn't done before. And as a famous man once said, who I met, um, to be the difference that makes a difference. So imagine having a job, or up here we would talk about Gaza, who loves his football and his football will be his job and he'd play for free. But of course these days, well any days, you need to be paid to do what you do. But imagine having a job that's a vocation that makes Monday morning feel like Friday tea down, you can't wait to get out of bed, you love what you do, and you're creating history and helping others and getting well paid for it. And people go, well I'd like a job like that. Well, I'm lucky I've got that job. So uh, so Chat Heroes came along, which is the commercial market, and my great advisor, uh, who wouldn't want to be named, he's a famous OBE, he wouldn't want to be named, he's um, coached me for 12 years for free. um, And he basically said, why don't you give chat to 10 charities free of charge, and just get the PR from it, but you're doing good. So five years ago, next month, we did, just after Chat Heroes launched, uh, one of them was Steve Cram's charity, In Newcastle for the East African Children, plus nine others, uh, eight of them are still with us, and it worked. And then two years ago, my mentor, I see once a month, he said, uh, why don't you commercialize it? So what do you mean? So well, you've got Chat Heroes for the commercial market, It works well for the right type of business. So you put a customer service team on the website and the quality of leads is so high that it usually becomes self-funding but it doesn't do brand damage because it's UK based and it's done properly under the auspices of my lovely and highly qualified contact center manager and long suffering wife. So I said, well, how do I do that? He said, well, that's up to you to work out. So hang on a minute, you're my mentor, you're supposed to tell me. Anyway, so we did work it out, uh, and we've created it, and it's running parallel to uh, Chat Heroes, but it's got Chat Heroes inside. Right. So it's it's about to launch, and with your permission, at the right moment, I'll give the new uh, website address, and it's to help a thousand charities bounce back to fight against the impact of COVID nineteen. Excellent.
0: And how do you envision the uh, charity? Ch- chat box doing that what would be some of the strategies the charity could employ with uh
1: uh well we like i said we've cheated because we've tested it but rather than thinking we're clever because we planned it we didn't we just did it for the right reasons and then someone as i said said why don't you do this so what happens is the uh the charities get the web chat service they put the logo of the sponsor on the chat box with a click through to the logos Um, sorry, to the website of the business sponsor. So the charities get digital donations, they get uh, online volunteers, they get a customer service team on the website, office hours, evenings and weekends, all at nil cost. Be very careful on that point, it's not free. There is a cost, because we can't run it for nothing for a thousand charities so basically the business sponsors the corporate social responsibility oriented businesses of which there's many in this country now especially for armed forces charities which obviously i'm uh, part of my heart's there with them but any charities we've got seven like sectors children animals cancer you know we've got patrons and all sorts lined up ready to launch next month But really the way it works is the sponsor pays for the service. The sponsors get reflective cover in the media marketing package that our partner company is providing with from Manchester. So there's two of us collaborating together. We do the chat, they do the marketing and media, and basically the sponsor gets reflected in the media articles. The whole lot goes on to an exclusive online community which will be launched next month as well. So not everybody can get in. Um, And obviously there's no charge for that for the sponsors or the charities because they've paid the charities by putting their name to it and the sponsors by paying for the programme on a monthly basis. So both sides benefit from it. And if it helps in any way, to be a unique way for charities to digitally um, fight back against COVID, and even if we save 100 charities, although the project's called Social Impact 1000, because that's the intention, to save a 1,000. We save a 1,000, we expand it. There's 168,000 in the UK. What about the rest of the world? But that's next year. All right. So this next, next question
0: might upset you. So if there's a charity thing that's doing this, and they've got the option of your system, which is manned by human beings, or uh, AI system, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So what's the difference between an artificial intelligence bot that's maybe Mm -hmm. sort of well-programmed over sort of having a human being there?
1: Um, Well, for example, if you were going to a Macmillan coffee morning, and you wanted a postcode or ask about car parking or something like that, A robot could do it just as efficiently in fact probably quicker than a human being so there's no argument that ai is not a threat to us ai is something that we can emerge with and integrate as we move forward however i'll give you a very sad scenario um you're a young mother you've just had your child diagnosed with something life-threatening you don't want to speak to anyone you you don't want to see anyone um so you go on web chat because of the anonymity. You want to find out information and you pour your heart out about your child and the, the, the illness and what's coming. And you find out you're telling all that to a robot. How would you feel?
0: Yes, it dehumanises the, the whole process. It
1: does, it does. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there's no room for AI. I think I would be foolish if I said that. In fact, the technology we use... Um, the multi-channel experience that our providers, which is a global Canadian business with 10,000 clients, including us, they are in their multi-channel experience, they've got AI. So for example, for a um, e-commerce client, AI is perfect until somebody asks to speak to a human. Yes. Whereas yes. charity, I'm not quite sure yet. I mean, they're going back the scenario of the young mother I wouldn't be very happy pouring my heart out to a robot uh, because there's no human empathy and it's just programmed by someone to tell you what you want to hear everybody wants to feel they're special especially under a nightmare scenario like that
0: right fabulous what what could the charity or business do to start to prepare themselves for introducing chatbots
1: Um, Chatbots, chatbox, the package that we've got, the media. All they've got to do is go to the new website and express their interest. So I'm using a system called Oversubscribed, which has been invented by Daniel Priestley from Sydney. Uh, Daniel lives in London. I've got his autograph book here. And as my old army mates would say, it's a five hour, 14 minute disc. And I've listened to it 47 times. So as they would say, if it hasn't sunk in yet, it's never going to. So I've got a good idea of how to oversubscribe the system. And one of the key attributes is to get people to express their interest before you begin. Now, there's nothing contractual. There's nothing financial. But you put them in the queue. people say, well, what happens if I don't want to be in your queue? I want to go in another queue. This is a unique collaboration. They won't find this anywhere else. There'll be copycats. But like McDonald's would tell you, if you get there first and innovate, they'll never catch you. All right, excellent. So there's
0: somebody listening to this and they're keen to um, sign up. How mm-hmm. how do they find the website? What's the website?
1: All right, right. Sorry, I'm supposed to push that forward, aren't I? <laughs> I'm not very good at this, but um, it's wwwsocialimpact 1000 and thousand and one thousand's a number dot org.
0: Fabulous. And we'll put that information on our website as well.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, a lot of people are already asking, can I use the logo? Um, Can I be part of this? Can I do this? We're right in the middle of negotiating our patrons, seven founder patrons, as to what they want to do and how they want to be involved. So really, and, and the big launch next month will be an online digital event using the system we're probably going to use called Remo. Are you familiar with that? Oh, I haven't come. Oh, yes, I have actually. Yes. 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 I mean, it's it's like you get six people on a table, um, 10 tables in a room, six rooms on a floor, seven floors in a building. About 300 people can come by the meeting. And if they click on each other, they can introduce themselves. So we want charities in there. Uh, we want sponsors in there. CSR sponsors. We want supporters in there. Philanthropical and influential people in there. And at the moment, it's just UK, but why can't that be global with a multilingual capability? But well, let's walk before we run. Yes. The main thing is yes. will it work? Can we help the charities? Will they respond to it? Will the sponsors want to join in? It's not a massive amount of money, and there's actual benefits in it for them. Let's just say that are commercially ethical. Because a lot of people have told me, some of them off the record, on the journey I've been with Chat Heroes, because I've always planned to do this. I mean, I've got a document up on the wall there from 2011 about how to do something like this. So people could argue you're not very fast, are you? But we've had, uh, well, we've had two recessions since, or a recession and a pandemic. Um, They've got in the way of it, but now because of the COVID impact, I think the latest stats, don't quote me on them, we had 168,000 charities in this country at the start of 2019. Right. At the start of 2021, it'll be below 100,000. Wow. It's- now, that's a massive casualty rate. So if we can turn that around and back over for a 1,000, then with major, major help and sponsors, global sponsors, why can't we make it 10,000 or 100,000? Well, that would be the whole of the UK. Yeah, but there's the rest of the world as well. And it is a global world now. So I if we can it. commercially say what is it to say? Um, you can only oversubscribe when you invent something new like Marie Curie or when more likely in this case, you take something that's already there, assemble it in a different way, never done before to get results never seen before and people levitate towards it. And that's really what we're trying to do. Not trying to be clever and beat everybody else and get rich, you know. But if we can make a massive impact at a time of global significance, then it'll be long remembered. And that's something to go to have on your tombstone. Uh, Faris, Paul, thank you for sharing your passion and your insights into Chat Heroes. It's been wonderful. No, that's great. Anyway, thank you for having me. Oh, it's been a real
0: pleasure. And Paul, if you happen to know of any other business owners, or entrepreneurs that have benefited from being on the show, do let me know.
1: I've got one or two in mind. And really, I'll be inviting you to express your interest as a support of the project. And that's where you can come on Remo and meet them all. Excellent. That sounds exciting. And you just sign them all up for this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take care, John. Thanks Take for care. your time. Thank you, you, thank you. And Bye. this has been a
0: podcast for by business owners for business owners. Until next time, see you soon. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as advice on how to deal with serious ne- negative publicity along with up to £10,000 of insurance to assist you with the major public relation crisis. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at FSB dot org dot uk